Today is an historic day in the life of First Parish in Cambridge. In just a few moments, the search committee will announce our candidate for associate minister. Search committee chair Ethan Field and search committee member Sarah Crane will share their thoughts on the candidate and the search process. Standing committee chair Eileen Sullivan will discuss the role of the congregation in calling a new minister. And I'll offer some reflections as well. First, Ethan Field. Good morning. Two years ago, after Fred was called, First Parish began a conversation about what we wanted in a second minister. We'd had a minister for religious education for many years, uh, but now it seemed we wanted something different. Last year, the congregation took a leap of faith and voted to expand our staff. We now have a director of religious education, Mandy Neff, and this year, we've been in search for a new associate minister to support us in our vision of First Parish as a multiracial, multicultural, justice-making congregation. <clears throat> and we are searching for, we searched for a minister who is a person of color, Latino, Latina, Hispanic, or multiracial. Last fall, you elected six search committee members. Could you please stand? Excellent. Sarah Crane, Ann Daly, Bruce Hoppy, Jan Ellertson, and Irene Merwin. And Fred helped us very much as well. We asked you, the congregation, in detail what you wanted from a second minister. We knew we wanted a minister who could help us with our diversity, social justice, and community outreach. But you also told us you wanted somebody who would help us engage more deeply in community with each other. Someone who would support adult faith development and our new pastoral care team. And you wanted somebody who was warm and kind and caring and someone you could go to in your hardest times. We tried to sum up everything you told us and posted the position. We made a beautiful packet to show off everything about our church. We also took deep time and deep reflection about what issues might come up when we, a group of six white people, met with ministers with racial and cultural experiences that were different from our own. In January, we got applications from interested ministers, interviewed some by phone, exchanged packets, and read hundreds of pages about them. They had some powerful stories and impressive resumes. We spent entire weekends with ministers, had hours of interviews, heard them preach, and shared meals together with them. But when the time came to choose just one, our choice was pretty clear. And so I am overjoyed to announce that next week we will introduce you to the Reverend Lilia Cuervo. Lilia Cuervo was born and raised in Colombia in South America. As a Catholic teenager, she considered becoming a nun, but she was told that she was too vivacious. <laughs> she left Catholicism and religious community altogether. Lilia spent her early years studying and working and teaching demography, which is the study of human statistics in South America and eventually in the United States. During the 1960s and 70s, she married and had three children. 
but the marriage later ended and she fell on hard times as a single mother. It was then that a friend of hers invited her to a worship service at a UU church in Brookfield, Wisconsin. The minister preached that day about physics and spirituality, and Lilia could not believe her ears. She joined that church and it transformed her life. Lilia moved to New York in 1980 to do research for Planned Parenthood. She joined a UU congregation on Long Island and got involved in church leadership and joined a pastoral care team. Feeling a growing call to ministry over many years, Lilia enrolled at Star King, the UU Seminary in Berkeley, California. Her colleagues there said of Lilia, she has the mind of a scholar and the heart of a mystic. In 1998, Lilia became the first Latin American woman ordained into UU ministry. She was called by the Unitarian Church of San Jose. There she started the first UU Spanish-speaking ministry, joyfully sharing UU theology and values with people who otherwise might never have known about UUism. When her contract in San Jose ended in 2005, Lilia returned to New York. She's been affiliated with UU churches on Long Island and is a hospice chaplain as well. But she wanted to serve full-time again in a congregation. She saw our post and knew right away this was the place for her. I hope you can hear what a great match Lilia's experience and passions are for our needs, and each one of us on the search committee have our own reasons that we chose Lilia, but for me, well, I'll say it's not that often that someone who is being interviewed for a job can move an interviewer to tears, and I hope your experience with Lilia next week is just as moving for you. Thank you. I am here to say a bit about our search process and a bit about the wonderful candidate we have chosen. Our committee came together as summer turned to fall. We met with the diversity of ministry representatives from the UUA to explore our goals and potential biases as we entered the search process. We laughed and talked and shared our faith stories and our hopes for the congregation's future. Three middle-aged women, one respected elder, two young male computer experts, and one folk singing minister. That was us. Meetings became more frequent. Jan took endless minutes. Anne brought lots of snacks, and the Buckeye was passed. I knew things were getting intense when these people actually started entering my dreams. Jan, Irene, Anne, Bruce, our fearless leader, Ethan, and our spiritual guide, Fred, these faithful friends will always hold a special place in my heart. And now on to one of my newest friends, Reverend Lilia Cuervo. Reverend Lilia is a spirited and compassionate native of Colombia with a life story that is wound around the issues of oppression from many sides. Her energy and passion are contagious. Her intellect is palpable as her humility. Since childhood, she has stood with the poor, the physically ill, women facing discrimination, and others confronting oppression. She talks of achieving spiritual justice for all. She believes with all her heart that Unitarian Universalism is a religion that can touch and enrich many more communities. As she teaches us and leads us on our mission of justice and diversity, 
She will be holding our own very real experiences of pain and oppression up for validation as well. Her sermons address bravery in the face of injustice and confronting classism and racism. And she also believes that all of us hardworking, social justice-seeking Unitarians deserve a great deal of spiritual nurturing ourselves. She wants to fire you up on Sunday mornings, and she will be just as concerned with mending your pain and sending strength to your soul. She also knows how to make Fred laugh really, really hard. <laughs> she will read you a poem in her beautiful Spanish before she reads it in English. And even if you only know a few words like me, it will reach a special place in your heart. I'm fairly certain that you are going to fall in love with Reverend Lilia. And First Parish in Cambridge will be on its way to a spiritually bold and vibrant future. Good morning. My, my name is Eileen Sullivan, and I'm the chair of the Standing Committee, which is the elected governing board of First Parish. I was raised Catholic. If I was still Catholic, I wouldn't be able to stand here in the pulpit of my church, nor would I be able to express my opinion during a worship service, and I certainly would not be able to vote to call my next minister. For those of you raised UU or in a similar tradition, you might take these rights for granted. For me, there is still a little bit of awe that I can stand here in this pulpit. As a Catholic, most decisions and the church's property and buildings were in the hands of the ordained male priests and bishops. UU, on the other hand, we as members are completely responsible for our community, including calling our ministers. Over the 10 years I've been a member at First Parish, we have voted on many different things, budgets, our covenant, building an elevator, conducting public witness on marriage equality, replacing a very old boiler, choosing our social justice priorities, and participating in the diversity of ministry initiative. Voting to call a minister may be the most unique type of vote. The candidate for associate minister will lead worship and preach next Sunday, March 21st, and then there'll be a full week of activities and opportunities to get to know her. She'll preach again on the 28th, and following that worship service, we will hold a congregational meeting. Everyone is welcome to attend and is encouraged to attend, but only voting members will get ballots and voting cards. There'll be a last chance to ask questions of the candidate, and then she will leave the meeting. We will have some discussion, and then we will vote. The vote to call a minister is by secret ballot to assure that everyone is comfortable voting his or her conscience. Several things need to happen for the call to be successful. To begin with, we need a quorum of members, which is normally 25 people. But to call a minister, it is two-fifths of our voting members, which is about 90 people. According to our bylaws, we need 80% to vote yes call a minister. The UUA recommends a vote of 90%, and some ministers won't accept a call unless it's at least 95%. So it's important for voting members to take this right as a vote, as a serious responsibility. Voting to call a minister is an important moment in the life of a UU church. It will impact the way we take care of each other, the way we provide service to the world, and the way we worship together.
It is also important to remember, like a job interview or a date, it is a two-way street. The candidate will be meeting us and wondering if we will be able to support her ministry. We can affirm this by actively participating. Show up to the worship service on the 21st and the 28th. Show up to the candidating events. Get to know the minister. If you have not pledged, please do so by March 28th. Demonstrating we take our financial responsibility seriously shows our commitment to First Parish future. And most importantly, be here at noon on March 28th to participate in a truly historic vote at First Parish. Thank you. In 2001, speaking at the University of California, Berkeley, United States Circuit Judge Sonia Sotomayor addressed the importance of a culturally diverse judiciary. I would hope she said that a wise Latina woman with the richness of her experiences would more often than not reach a better conclusion than a white male who hasn't lived that life. In 2009, when President Obama nominated Judge Sotomayor to the Supreme Court, the right wing pounced on those words, denouncing her as a racist and worse. Well, it's 2010. Judge Sotomayor is now Justice Sotomayor, and the wise Latina is coming to First Parish in Cambridge. Her name is Lilia Cuervo. The life she has lived is extraordinary, and so is she. I am confident she will serve this congregation with the passion, compassion, and devotion that have distinguished her lifelong vocation to justice and kindness. First Parish in Cambridge is fortunate to have the opportunity to call her as associate minister, and I look forward to working with her as my colleague. A newcomer to our congregation recently asked, why are we looking for a minister of color? It's an excellent question at once simple and complex. For an answer, a good place to start is our congregational record. The congregational record is prepared by the search committee with help from other First Parish leaders responding to questions from the Transitions Office of the Unitarian Universalist Association, questions that assess our needs and probe our intentions in seeking a new minister. Ministers in search study congregational records with excruciating care, as well they should. Asked for a profile of the minister we seek, First Parish answered in its congregational record by first announcing its vision. After 373 years of all-white ministry, it said in the congregational record, our congregation declares a new intention, a new self-understanding, a new role in the community, a new invitation to people of all colors and classes and abilities to celebrate with us in worship. Join us in joyful fellowship and service and walk with us in covenanted community. Our vision is to transform First Parish into a multiracial, multicultural, justice-making congregation. The work of this great transformation belongs to all of us. It cannot be achieved by nor delegated to any individual. We already have begun this work in earnest by revising our social justice structure, retaining the Just Change Consultancy, and initiating 
a transformation team. However, we believe that a minister of color, Latino, Latina, Hispanic, or multiracial can be a catalyst for the change to which we are committed. End quote. Welcoming and embracing difference mean being open to transformation. Lilia Cuervo will be different from most of us in obvious ways. She was born in Colombia. Although she is both fluent and eloquent in English, she speaks with an accent. She's older than most of us. She is at once humble and opinionated, shy and outspoken. Simply by being herself, she will tenderly and graciously confound our complacency, our inertia, our self-satisfaction. By settling her, we unsettle ourselves. People wish to be settled, wrote Ralph Waldo Emerson, only, only as far as they are unsettled is there any hope for them. Together, we will journey through disequilibrium to a new equilibrium. From this historic community, we will build a new community, a beloved community. We will be challenged. We will be changed. And I believe we will be glad. Amen. And blessed be.